spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Welcome to Max Mike Movies, the show that goes fnord. This is our third series, and this time around we're going off on a tangent. We are In Search of Dungeons and Dragons, together, at the same time. Hello? Dungeons and Dragons? Where are you? <laughs> You're ruining my opening. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do you wish to be fired before we start? <sighs> that would be a record. Uh, that's true. However... Yeah. We are huge gaming nerds. In fact, that's how we met back in 1980. While gaming has been a big part of our lives and it has become monumentally popular, we're not sure that the nuance, the je ne sais who's it, the experience of Donjon le Dragon has ever been truly depicted on the big screen. In this series, we will each present a movie and argue why that movie does or doesn't impart the feeling of what it truly means to be a murder hobo adventure! <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Dungeon, and this... I am your other host, Dragon. Oh, well done, well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, this week, you'd think this would be the ultimate episode of this series, because we are, in fact, discussing the 2000 AD film, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, Dungeons and... <laughs> what, Dungeons... What's the opposite of ultimate? Um, we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> very, I know. This soon. film... <laughs> Max, you're giving it away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, we don't want to know if you like... Oh, of course, we're not really reviewing this film. Oh, we will yeah. be reviewing this film. Oh, we so will. Um, but we will leave the, the arguments as to whether or not this film, which you would think would be kind of the film to portray what it's like to be in a D&D &D campaign, we will leave that discussion till the end. Discussing the various merits, <laughs> if we can find them, of this film. Uh, that, oh, that... I'm giving it away. <laughs> Yeah, I think the title gives it away. Um, yeah. Right. First off, the plot. The show. Dungeons, dragons, evil sorcerers, thieves, mages, and dwarves. There's oh evil. my. <laughs> There's evil and good and a sort of good-looking guy and his goofy sidekick out to save the world. Yes, and a hot librarian chick. Kind of. Honestly, that's, that's all this recap this movie deserves. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And really, that that is the plot. There really is. I, there's, I guess, there's details, but um, mm. yeah, we'll get none out. that matter. <laughs> you know, it had a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wow, I'm amazed it hit double digits. I'm amazed it had enough people to rate it. Oh. Um, uh, needless to say, uh, if if it's not obvious between Max and myself, uh, I'm Mike, by the way. Um, <laughs> this is not a good movie. <clears throat> oh, it, God, no. It is not the worst film we could have picked because I did not subject you yet to Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> right, um, right. And I, I haven't insisted on watching uh, Archer, Fugitive from the Empire. No. So, it, uh, lady and gentlemen, it could be worse. Um, not is, much. <laughs> besides the entirety of this film, there is actually oh. scant little trivia about it. Uh, my favorite bit, though, was that people often wonder, why in the world is Jeremy Irons doing this film? Apparently, in his own words, I just bought a castle and I have to pay for it somehow. <laughs> you know, that, that's reasonable. I mean, and keep in mind, Jeremy Irons, this isn't like John Malkovich in Aragon, where he's Oh, in like, it's kind of like, like John Malkovich No, it isn't, because John Malkovich is only in like four minutes of the movie. Oh, well. Je Jeremy Irons is in this literally from start to finish. Well, uh, he's a, a major character. The, he is, but there's a whole chunk of the middle that he's not in it. 
Um, I, I assume then he was curled up in his trailer crying. No, he was counting his large bills. <laughs> I, I hope really that they, they brought the money in gold coins and yeah. buried him in it, and he was just swimming around Scrooge McDuck style. I mean, I guess. Uh, although, you know, quite honestly... Um... Jeremy Irons has has committed many cinematic sins. Yes, but um, he is a soup when he wants to be, he's a yeah. superb actor. Yes, it's just that apparently he doesn't want to be very often. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm looking at you, Eragon, right right between the eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm so, sorry, this is worse. Oh, is his it worse? Per, oh, his boy. Per, and his performance in oh, this oh, oh, is wait. so much worse. Wait, we'll, we'll get to that, because that okay, deserves okay. its own section. True, <laughs> We're still true. doing trivia, and admittedly... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that, too. Yeah, so the, uh, the director-producer of this film, a gentleman mm. named Courtney Solomon... Hey, believe it or not, this is his first movie. No! <laughs> the weird part, and I don't know how he managed this... Mm. He got the exclusive rights from TSR, the original publishers of D&D, when he was 19. The wow. exclusive rights. And he had to wait, like, I forget what it was, something like 11 years to make the film. Mm -hmm. um, and so be, he he was he's the guy. Um, apparently, he still has them because he made <laughs> a made-for-TV sequel in 2005, which I have not seen, and I'm kind of curious. Um, and I know you'll all be glad mm. to hear this, but... Um, He's announced a new one for 2021. I saw. Oh. <laughs> wow. Now, here's the thing. In 2000, D&D &D was, was a thing. You know, people played it. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it had, I, I can't remember if it had been bought by Wizards of the Coast by then or not. I think it probably had. I think so. But it was I, decidedly bigger than it was like when you and I started playing it in the 80s. Well, you started in the 70s. I started in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um it wasn't quite as big, big, big as it is now. And that's the thing, is that now that it is a big, big thing owned by Hasbro, I can't help but wonder and hope that <laughs> this giant company won't lean on him and say, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although, interestingly enough, do you know who one of the directors originally being considered for this film? Probably not with his knowledge. I don't. Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> oh my God. That's who Okay, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Well, how? I, I, I watched a kobold crawl along the edge of a vulpal sword. <laughs> I only aspire to such strengths. I mean, who oh, no, I mean... I was punting closets in the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, Courtney Solomon, was the original, wow. just the producer, and finally they said, no, no, we want you to direct it. Yeah, not this Coppola hack. We want yeah. someone decent. <laughs> We don't need him. And to be fair, I don't know why they said no. Probably just the fact that uh, it's never going to happen and we don't have that much money. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, there was an alternate ending to this film, which, quite honestly, any alternate ending would have been better. Um, but they uh, deemed it too stupid, so they didn't film Oh, it. they thought it was too stupid. Yeah. Boy, that must have been bad. Yeah. Um, and frankly, that's as far as I dug. Um, I didn't take much I didn't dig past IMDb, I'll be fair, because uh, I didn't really care. Um, I'm sure nobody does. I'm sure almost everyone in this movie, and there are a few people who went on to have although there was people some here who careers. Had careers. Uh, and, of course, there was a lesser Wayans in it, but uh, yeah, yeah. arguably he's not that much lessons. He's not like Tito, but um, there's a Tito <laughs> no, Wayans, isn't there? There is. Yes, there is. Tito no, Wayans. Marlon Wayans, in other things, has been fun. And I have to say, I think... He does the best he can, which 
it, when you're handed a pile of poo. <laughs> I I am sorry though if uh, oh not as sorry it, as I am. <laughs> oh, just it's too obvious that someone said okay you know that guy Chris Tucker can you do yeah. him? Yeah, I, that's I have in my notes. Oh, it's Ruby Rod the thief. <laughs> I keep wait kept waiting for him to just suddenly go. <laughs> And I gotta say, this is a thief who shrieks out loud whenever Billy, he's surprised. Billy, 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 I got no fire. I got no fire. <laughs> I have no fire. <laughs> really, really, my man. Really, my man. All right. God. So, yeah, that's it. For, did you have any trivia? No, because you didn't. You no. wouldn't have looked anything up. No, I, I looked a little. I, I did see the castle quote. Yeah, but no, I didn't want to know anything more about this movie than I absolutely had to. Um, so we'll, we'll go right into our notes. The one Ugh. now I did see this when it came out. I went to the. So theater. did I. I was in the theater <coughs> with my with our mutual friend Chuck and no one else. Mm. So we see, started supplying additional dialogue. Oh, I really wish I could have done that. Uh, by, by the way, about twenty minutes into the movie, I looked back and I saw there were four other people, and none of them had objected to what we were doing. <laughs> So um, the one thing I remember from this film, because I haven't seen it in 18 years and it left mm. that much of an impression on me. Yep. Uh, the only thing I remember is when we went to see it, it was opening night. We went to the theater. We were all seated. And just when the film's about to start, someone, an usher comes in and says, I'm sorry, we're having problems with this theater. We're going to have to move you to another theater. Oh, uh -huh. and by the way, it's smaller than this one, so you better run. Oh, um, And geez. like fools, we ran uh, <laughs> and got seats and well, watched Well, you ran, it. but you ran the wrong direction. Well, we ran. We ran so far away. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get away. Yes, um, and really this movie is like being pooped on by a flock of seagulls. <laughs> Haircuts ensued. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's literally the only thing I remember about this film. Oh, that and Riff Raff was in it and Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that just floored me when I saw it. It's like, oh my, wait, that's Richard friggin' O'Brien. What is he doing here? Oh, he's camping it up. <laughs> oh, by the way, there is one piece of trivia about Richard O'Brien. Yeah. We all know him as Riff Raff from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was also known in England for hosting this weird game show called The Crystal Maze. Yeah, I saw that trivia, but I didn't include it because I didn't know anything about the show. Yeah, it's basically the whole sequence of Ridley going through the terrifying maze of incredibly difficult traps. You mean Double Dare? Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> or American Ninja Warrior. No, 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 no. That's yeah, no. Not even that much, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, it's apparently sort of a little like what The Crystal Maze was. Which sounds a lot like it was like Double Dare. Yeah. And yeah, he was just doing was. his his persona from that show. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a lot of that going on, and it was. I mean, you know, at that point, it's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? You've just by then you've just given. Actually, you've given up after about five minutes, but. Um, my favorite, I think the, the best part about the opening of the film is the first 50 seconds, literally the first 50 seconds, which includes the ubiquitous voiceover telling you why you should care about what's about to happen. It's nothing but fog. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. There's nothing interesting fog. to look at. It's not a star field. It's nope. just, you know, hello, I'm the voice of exposition. You're please enjoy this random fog. My exhalation I tell you, of smoke. <laughs> the good empress is good and the bad magician is bad. Oh, and when he's bad, he's very bad. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. And the first two minutes of this film give us the worst performance by an actor portraying Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. Jeremy Irons, I think, should sue whoever that was. 
oh, it was him. <laughs> this is a spoiler. I found mm-hmm. this film a delight, an utter oh, delight. Why? I was giggling my ass off. <laughs> now, to be fair, film. yes, I can understand it. This this film is fun in the way <clears throat> The Room or Trolls Two is fun. <laughs> It's so bad, it's kind of magnificent. It really kind of is. I think yeah. this goes back to, what was my old quote? This isn't so much a film as it is a crust. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, that pretty much sums it up. It's um, If you go into it expecting anything good, it will just piss you off. If you go into this thinking, I'm going to have a bottle or two of vodka there you and go. just watch something really friggin' stupid, this is your film. In fact, I will say this is a gateway film. If you are somebody mm-hmm. who always has watched things like Rift Tracks and Mystery Science Theater and stuff like that, and you always say, like, you know, I wish I could do that. This is the film to start with. This does give you so many opportunities it to does. add your own dialogue to make fun of. This would be a thing to get a bunch of people together and do that. And, you know, we really ought to. Because we there, is, there are no points in this film where you can't make fun of something. And I actually, I both wish and don't wish that Rift Tracks would go, why have we missed this? Um, because it is just brilliantly awful yeah it really is um in the opening and they're showing us what's going on right after this the fog um this thing comes out and it might lead you to wonder what the hell is that which leads me to an old quote that i'm sort of paraphrasing from dragon magazine according to the special effects department it's a red dragon <laughs> <laughs> that's right this weird reptilian cgi effect comes out uh, and you're and you're like uh Oh, I guess that's a dragon? Yeah. And what, I mean, and it, it even is killed in the way the Rancor is killed in Return of the Jedi. You know, they yeah. drop us... There, by the way, is a lot of Star Wars ripoff here. I mean, oh, no. painfully. Not just Star Wars, but we'll get to this later. Temple of uh, Indiana, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana no. Jones. Oh, yes. Hard, no. to, hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pants. Lowdown. I, I have a my note about Jeremy Irons. It was just said, we're not at home to Mr. Subtlety. <laughs> I actually said that there was more subtlety in Snidely Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, just he knew that this was a massive pile of manure. And he just said, I'm going to go full Emperor Palpatine. I am just going to mug and chew every no scenery will be left unchewed. Even the stuff made a rock. I am willing to believe that they didn't do more than one take of anything. Because, honestly, he is over the top, and he's not even good at it. Like, he's really bad. Really, really bad. There is not a single good performance in this movie. Not No. And the sad thing is, there are several good actors. Not this. (laughs) Thora Birch, who plays the Empress... Is can you actually, say that on a podcast? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, she is a birch, and her father was a birch, so she is a son of a birch. No, no, she's the, the maid. A daughter right? of a birch. No, she's the empress. Oh, wow. Okay, because I had a note about her. Um, that later on, it's like, well, we're, Profion, Profion, whatever his name is. Sounds like a drug Pro- you're not supposed to take. Yeah. Profion versus the empress in a bad acting contest to delight the senses. Somebody just really bad. Somebody described it once as it's the battle between overacting and underacting. <laughs> and that's what it is, because, you know, Jeremy Irons, when they're face to face, he is just foaming at the damn mouth. He oh. is, ra- he is as Hamlet, says, Hamlet says, rolling his eyes and sawing the air with his hands. And she is just like, no, my soul will not allow me 
She is just, I, some, I think she was memorizing her lines for another movie. Oh no, I think she was having a fight with the cardboard on which her lines were written and she was losing. <laughs> I, I think it's possible. Because like she, in American Beauty, she's very good. And uh, A Ghost World, she's good. She's a decent act. She's not, you know, she's not Meryl Streep, but she's a decent actress. You would not know it from this movie because she just friggin' sleepwalks through it. Oh, you know, I would actually have loved to see Meryl Streep in this just to see what the hell oh. she would have done with it. Like, seriously, I just... Okay. Uh. Now, I don't know, because honestly, if you talk about one actress who could blow Jeremy Irons off the screen, that would be her. If she wanted to, if she went... Because she can do over the top. Max, she can do explosive. In this film, Billy Barty could blow yeah. Jeremy Irons off the screen. This, this is true. I mean, the fact that ju- that the, the hero... <coughs> you know, oh, yeah. You know, right. Rid- Ridley, yeah, the outrageous O'Connor, Ridley the Thief, a.k.a. Justin Whalen... A young who, who, Will Wheaton, if you will. Who you may remember from nothing. Right. Uh, even he holds his own on screen with Irons, which I'm watching that and saying, this should not be happening. I think the only reason you you can actually get to that conclusion is because I think he actually memorized his lines. Because mm. that's it. He's otherwise, yeah. it's like, we want the young dashing hero. We'll pick you, young dashing hero young number doughy, three. Young doughy-faced boy. Ugh. And he's, you know... <laughs> All right, this is coming from me, but he's not even all that attractive. Um, <clears throat> that was rude, but I said it anyway. I will say that this film does, however, have all the grandeur of a ketchup packet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're trying um, to get the splendor of, like, a fantasy world. And it's it really... Like Splenda. It looks like a bad Ren fair, most of it. it. And not not even one of the good Ren fairs where the people put thought and care into their costumes. No, I think they actually went for art direction to the local high school and say, what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, there, I mean, there's things in here that this obviously just visually make no sense. One of which is that everything is exceedingly well lit. Yeah. And this is a mistake because you know, you really shouldn't see some of that stuff because it, yeah. You can see how bad the practical effects are and never, yeah. the CG is awful. Um, it, even for 2000, it is awful. Yeah. It's, it's quite bad. Um, and there's also just dumb stuff like, Hey, you know, there is nothing like thieves discussing their plans in the middle of a crowd. Yeah. Hey, what do you think, snails? Think we should li- rip off that big school over there that's well lit up? That that Hogwarts thing? You think we should go break into there? Those two have got to be the worst thieves in the world. <laughs> God. But they're just like, oh, look. Eek! Crash! Bump! They're knocking things over. They're, they're talking! They're talking at full volume. Ruby Rod's doing his radio show. Ugh. Um, oh I, my god and why do they wait for the darkness of bright daylight to break <laughs> into things just, now the other thing that gets me is they start off there's like a sort of interesting idea in this society mages are in charge they're the aristocracy right and everyone else is essentially a slave despite right. the fact they actually appear to get paid and they're obviously you know serfs or they're, and, they're definitely yeah. subordinates and we don't, the only reason we know this is because they told us this. There's no yeah. sign of this. There's no, we don't see any kind of authority figures who are mages, who are like mayors or going around collecting taxes or tell, no. even telling anyone what to do. No. Like, hey, you thieves, get off that wall. <laughs> Pretty much. God, the Mages <laughs> Guild has the suckiest security on earth. Like, we're yeah. going to climb up the outside in full view of everyone on one of the largest and most public buildings. Yeah, we're not even going to go back. We're going to do it right in the front. It's like, you guys don't even have... 
Well, I mean, it's you could have had like magical defenses, but it's not like you guys are all wizards or so. Oh wait. Yeah. yeah. No, but apparently they don't even lock the window. There's nothing in the moat. <laughs> no, the moat is empty. Yeah. So yeah. So though they, when they break into Hogwarts, uh, you know, whatever, mm. um, and they they knock into something and alert the one mage who happens to be awake because that makes sense um and magic ensues we actually get now here's the part that i started to to no, pay note of it's like hey are they this is D. it's from tsr more or less mm -hmm. are they gonna stick to the source material and initially they do and i started counting off the spells it's like oh look there's lightning bolt there's entangle oh no there's... that was not like lightning bolt excuse me there was not lightning bolt that was shocking hands quite oh, clearly right. because it attacks multiple targets thank you very much <laughs> Oh yeah. God! Oh, I've wasted my life. That's all right. I actually did research for one of these coming up too. Um, but they had uh, Dimension Door, <laughs> yes, which they did. to me, I'm like, um, wait a minute, that's not a low level spell. That's kind of no. high up on the list, lady. So how are you supposed to be second, third level, or whatever? Because uh, yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, hey, this is the, they're actually using the source material right now. Um, mm -hmm. And that that's like cool. If you can stick to that, maybe there's there's something to this. There isn't. Um, because later on, there's there there she's just you know you see um, Jeremy Irons throwing you know unrelated spells. I throw magic at you, and it's not an actual. Yeah, spell. I, you keep waiting for someone to throw a magic missile at the darkness, but no one does. <laughs> I wish they had. So like, what's that thing he throws into Riff Raff Number Two's head? Is that supposed to be a thought eater or what I, the hell is that? I don't know. That's a, look. We played D and D for twenty years, and. I don't know what the hell that was supposed to be. Just a random demon. Yeah, I was wondering, was this a, a brain eater is much larger and it doesn't do that? Because if I remember correctly, you have to roll above a 98 to get the <laughs> Some, Yep, something like that. Yeah, it's just a bad special effect. And he throws into the evil captain. He, he, you know, Profeon has his evil captain, Damodar. <laughs> Riffraff number two. Yeah, another battle of the bold guys. And Damodar, he is really bad at his job. Yes. What gets me is, do you notice how slowly he gives orders? You know, they're running down, the, bat, the guys they're after are running down the alley. Yeah. Don't let them get away. <laughs> He's trying to do his best Alan Rickman, that's why. He, I Don't guess that... lie. He, oh, God, that's just... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I take offense to that. That's insulting to Alan Rickman to mention him at all in context with this movie. Well, he is British. <laughs> he is British, and he has bit played a wizard. That's yes. it. See, and he was in Hogwarts. <laughs> so there you go. That's everything to do with this movie. Um, yeah, uh, I th my feeling is that he's pulling an Adam West and he's trying to maximize his screen time. So, mm. Or he's trying to, he thinks, okay, I don't know how else to look, men to sound menacing, so I'm with just going to talk lipstick. slowly. <laughs> yes, he did, he like, did he blow a smurf right before this? <laughs> it's completely unexplained because he appears to be a human, but his lips are like this weird... Pale metallic blue. Yeah, like I, yeah. Race apparently, does. he's been like uh, going down on Smurfs. I, I don't yeah. know. You know what? This actually felt like I realized like fairly early on, especially when they're in the towning scene. I mm. guess it's yeah. like, oh, it's a Croft show. It's a Saturday morning Croft. <laughs> yeah, show. it does. It has that look of like Sid and Marty Croft. It's you kept expecting the the big monster to be H.R. Puffin stuff or a giant hat. Yeah. <laughs> Which, quite honestly, would have been more hey, menacing. But, okay, you know. I, I want to talk about our heroes. Oh. So we, we have Ridley, 
who is the yeah. who is supposed we have, to we have, be? We have the outrageous Okana. Yeah, yeah, we have the outrageous Okana. I swear, was... it's the same costume. Yeah, I, I hated him might... in that show. That's by the way, for those who are not paying attention at mm-hmm. home, that's from an episode, a not very good episode yeah. of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I think it's first season. It is first season where they desperately want Han Solo and they don't have him at yeah, all. They don't. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's the outrageous Okana. Then there is, you know, Random Wayans' brother, who is basically, hello, comic black sidekick. Very badly done. Not that Very. you should do that particular um, trope well, but mm. it's really bad. I mean, yeah. It's it's embarrassing. He's the cow. He's, I mean, he's, ugh, he's like a throwback. He's the, a stereotype to, of a stereotype. He, and he's I a don't blame Marlon He's a 50 year old I, stereotype, and I don't think, yeah, Marlon Williams doesn't do that. He's It's the script. These, he's cowardly for the most part. He's, you know, hitting on, on the, he's going around chasing, chasing the white women. Actually, no, excuse me. He's not chasing white women. No, he's, he's not. Chasing, he is chase, chasing Kristen Wilson, and quite honestly, I don't blame him. Well, with breast cups like that, who wouldn't? <laughs> Kristen <laughs> Dad, Wilson. Dad, who, are, you, are you giving me a breast hat? <laughs> Kristen, do you remember where Kristen Wilson is from? No. She was on. She was from MTV. She used to do MTV News with Kurt Loder. Oh, as long as she's not downtown Julie Brown, I hated no. downtown Julie Brown. She was irritating. Yeah. It, but Marlon Wayans is just a silly comic relief character. He at one point has tried to give him like a redemption arc where he tries to be noble, and it comes out of nowhere and it doesn't fit. No. He has moments where he's kind of likable. Because I think that's when there are moments when for a second he gets to be Marlon Wayans. Yeah. And then, nope, nope. That's why I said I think he actually, I give him credit for doing the best he could because the script for his character in particular was really bad. Yeah. Um, so so then we have the you know unwilling uh, addition to the party. That's the mage, Marina, who right. is played by Zoe McClellan, who is best known probably for the TV show Jag. Okay. I hope she was better than that. I don't know. I never watched it. And she starts out, I mean, hell, she is the hot librarian chick. She is. She works in the mage's library. She's got her hair up in a bun. She's wearing glasses, which apparently she doesn't need because she loses them two minutes into the movie and it's never spoken of again. And then she lets her hair down and Ridley's like, whoa, you're hot. (laughs) This is such another cliche. they, they, They... They wander into a dimension door bathroom or this magic mat bathroom, and they come out and say, like, "Well, we're gonna go because I'm kind of in love with her." Oh it's God! Like, well, There's that whole that whole sequence where they get pulled into a map, I guess, and don't learn anything. No, and we don't we don't hear what they say. We apparently this is supposed to be character development. We just don't get to see it. I know. And they don't explain like you expect them to say. Well, I you know I, I thought he was going to use a perfectly good D and D term and excuse for their quest. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to say to his pal Snails because that's a great nickname oh, yeah. for a thief. Oh yeah. I thought he was going to say, well, she asked me, so we kind of have to do this. It's like I would have understood that. It would have made total sense. It's in the game. It's in the rules. And it's just like, well, uh, I kind of promised. Like, did you get some? What happened in there? I don't know. Or something like, you have to help me get this thing. By the way, there's a crap ton of treasure involved. Yeah. That would have worked too. But no, it's just like, you have to help me. No, you have to help me. Okay. Yeah. It's it's weird. We haven't written this moment. It's almost like there was a writer's strike right in the middle of the film. And it's like, uh, put the characters in the bathroom. And when they come out, they're all set. Okay. You know, to... To be fair, Snails actually makes a very good suggestion at one at this point when when they're you know deciding to work together. He's like, "Why don't we just 
leave town, lay low, let the mages fight it out and come back when it's over. Yeah. Like, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, we all, of course, as the audience, wish we could have done the same thing. Um, And then, of course, then they get their next party member. Sort of. Sort of. Which they never name. He does have a name. Oh, yeah. No, he does. He does say. He names himself very briefly. You can barely hear it. He mumbles it. Oh, that's right. Beard Puke. His name is Beard Puke. His name is Elwood. (laughs) Now. Elwood the Dwarf. I'm sure he has a brother named Jake somewhere. I I didn't put this in the trivia, but I'm like, I know that guy. Oh, yes, you do. This is a repeat offender. This is a repeat offender. That is Norton, the security guard from Tapeheads. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. That is Lee Ehrenberg. He is also... Of he was in all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh my God! Now, see, now I don't. Yeah, now that I said that, that, you know who he is. I recognize the photo from IMDb of him in that, but I recognized him in his dwarf makeup from Tapeheads. Yes. Um, okay. But yes, he's changed in, a bit. in the Pirates of the Caribbean, there are those two pirates who are the comic relief guys. Right, the one with the wooden eye and his. Yep, buddy. and the other one keeps calling her calling uh, Kira Knightley uh, pulpit. That's okay. him. He's Pintel. Okay. Yeah. Wow, he's he's changed a lot. He really has. And that and character <laughs> makes no sense at all. Nope. I mean, he's he just... Hmm? He doesn't do a damn thing. <laughs> oh, he fights in a couple of melees. Hey. But why does he go with them? Nobody knows. They land on him in a pile of garbage. He gets pissed off. They run away together. And then he just hangs around. Well, Max, that is one of the actual uh, very key moments in any D&D game. That is the, hey, want to be friends for life? Yeah, scene. I know. You seem trustworthy. <laughs> Join our party. But it's so forced. And it's all it would have taken is for us, again, all they would have had to say is, hey, there's a lot of gold involved. And I'll, and they make it clear dwarves are into gold. Yeah, that's not a cliche. Yeah. That's all it would have taken. One line. Ugh. But, and he's yeah. so... What the hell kind of dwarf is this? It's like, ah, yes, I am. I, basically, I'm Volstag the Voluminous. All I want to do is eat and drink. Uh, I think his name is Pukey the Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. God, that whole sequence where he's eating a chicken and he just he's, he gets distracted. And he's got chi- this about half a chicken resting on his beard. <laughs> Not stuck I... in it. Resting on it. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. it's in pre-chewed format. That's yes, the sad part. it's just a big slab of chicken, of uneaten chicken on his face. Yeah, I have to say there is one thing he did, and it was utterly vile, and it was horrible, but it was one of the few things that felt exactly like stereotypical old-school D&D. Oh, I bet that's I know. When, that's <laughs> when he's commenting on the fact that... Um, Ruby Rod is looking at the hot elf chick. Mm-hmm. And he's like, an elf? Why would you want an elf? You should get yourself a nice dwarf with hair in her face you can grab onto and he makes those horrible sex gestures. Yeah, I did like that. You need a 250-pound dwarf woman. Oh, yeah. And my God, is this dwarf racist. He's yeah. like, it's the same one. He says, oh, elves all look alike to me. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair. That fits. Hate, it fits. That fits D&D. That is, is how D&D is written. I'm not saying we haven't worked past that and dwarves and elves can't be friends. Uh, Lord of the Rings, I'm looking right at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is a moment that I have to say, like her throwing Dimension Door or uh, Entangle or uh, where's that rope trick? No, no, rope trick just goes up. Yeah. Um, or as you pointed out, Shocking Hands. Uh, I, I think the rope the rope thing around it was a variant of whole person. Okay. Uh, and But boy, you know, that would look so tough to get out of. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was actually, I thought it represented oh. their contract. They tried oh, I can't get out, I can't get out, I can't get out. <laughs> it's magic, don't say it. I won't. 
Um, yeah, but now, so other things that are D&D-like, as we're looking at the party, we've got a thief, another thief, sort of, a mage, a fighter, sort of, and a mm-hmm. ranger. So, like, we're, we're trying to cover our bases, and it's mm-hmm. obvious that, and I'm guessing that this 19-year-old guy who, I'm guessing, either had a lot of money or TSR is like, anybody want the rights, the film rights, it's 20 bucks, going, going. Um, he obviously was a player, and mm-hmm. he, he was yeah. referencing the the source material and to be fair the big MacGuffin of the film the dra- the rod of dragon control is an actual artifact that's written up in the dungeon master's guide yeah so there are attempts to make this like the i'm not going to say if they're successful or not we save that for the end but <laughs> then things sort of go in a different direction so where there's a town scene where we start to see a lot of the races mm-hmm. although there's this one i'm hoping you know what this is who is the purple guy with the three eyes they made him up Okay, because I was like, it feels like it's one of those races that showed up in, like, the Fiend Folio, and I just the, don't get it. The closest but, I could get is a Tiefling, but I don't think it's a Tiefling. I thought Tieflings had horns. Yeah, so oh, did well. I. Yeah, um, no, that that's just, it's but, something out of, it's like I wandered in from the Star Wars cantina. Hi. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but so th- later on, we get to things that are also very D and D like. We we get to the the palace of the thief king, which mm-hmm. as well is lit really really brightly because that's what a yeah. king would want. And it's riffraff, our yep. old buddy riffraff from from Rocky Horror. And it's like, <laughs> take those off and put those on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I kept waiting for him to go. Yeah, you're wet. <laughs> I really just wanted him to start singing. I, I did too. I, I would love to have him sing. But, and, and what kills me, okay, the reason they show up there is because he apparently knows where this art, and again, this is D&D-ish. We won't talk about this till the end. They're looking yeah. for this thing called the Eye of the Dragon, which is a big-ass right. ruby. Right. And he's got it. Right. And he has it in the middle. Apparently, his double thieves' <laughs> hall has a gigantic death maze in it. Now, full of traps that your average eleven-year-old could figure out. It's a dungeon. We have yes. achieved dungeon. Yeah, technically, it is a dungeon. Now, I'm gonna have to stop you right here, real quick. Uh, I will say first, for that dungeon, all expenses were spared. <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah. laughs> but I have to say, I actually liked the idea of the maze, and here's why. Now, not the way they did it. Don't mm. get me wrong. But it started making me think. It's like, oh, why would this thief have this? Oh, you know what it is. They thief the thief king the guy who's the thief king is the guy who has made it through the previous thief king's maze and that's where he puts most of his best stuff and what happens is as each successive king takes over he adds more to the traps and stuff so that he is the or she is the only person that could get to this maze meaning that what you should end up with is consecutively better and better thief kings and it's like this I liked that idea that's not what we saw. No, but... that that your idea is better than what is in the movie. In fact, when the talented Mr. Ripley, oh, sorry, Ridley, <laughs> the talentless Mr. Ripple, Mr. Ridley gets through the maze, which again does not look that difficult, and it's really hard to believe when Riff Raff tells him, you know, no one's ever gotten through before. He gets through it in about five minutes. Well, there's three things, and yes. one of them is literally, hey, break that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of them is, you know, the descending ceiling of knives out of Temple of Doom. One of yeah. them is uh, you break the beam of light and uh, blades hit attack you like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And one of them is, yeah. okay, you have to walk across this floor and only step on the right tiles, which is, is <clears throat> uh, Last Crusade. 
Well, that'd be fair. The one thing I did like about that is the tiles are like, up. Oh, these are the ones you should step on. Hop, I changed. Ha yeah, ha. That was cute. But that oh, is yeah, cute that they flip. was going, maybe if I run real fast. Yeah, that's the thing. At the end, it's just like, oh, I can run faster than these flamethrowers can work. Suddenly. Good. Yeah. So he um, get, he gets through. He gets the ruby. Yeah. And then Riff Raff says, ha, hand it over, because I've been waiting for someone to come and take it yeah. and give it to me. And I'm like, then why did you put it in there in the first place? And then yeah. we have, well, first we see all of the daring do of a chicken McNugget. Yeah. Um, but then we have Ripley doing, uh, Wrigley, Ridley. whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Ridley. Um, O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> using his stupid quote, which he keeps saying and makes no sense. You know, what about honor among thieves? And I have to say the quote is, there is no honor among thieves. It yes. Is in the Dungeon Master Guide, first edition, page 24. And it actually is older than that. I think that's from yeah. Shakespeare, but. There is no, no honor it is among from thieves. the Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's right. Gary um, Gygax predates uh, William Shakespeare. I keep forgetting. Yes. And, uh, uh, and big surprise, the Thief King says, no, you shall give it to me. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, no. You hey, betrayed. you can't do that because phrase I know. Oh, by the stuff. way, there, there is a sequence. This, I'm sorry. This is really only a riff tracks joke, but there's a sequence in the maze where he jams the material. He jams one of the machines by grabbing a chunk of a skeleton and all i could think was seize the bone, seize the bone. <laughs> <laughs> and he does yeah yeah Ugh. um also i'm gonna i'm gonna scoot ahead plot wise such as it is here uh they get the the uh eye of the dragon mm -hmm. which seems to serve no purpose in what they're doing oh it does eventually that's the thing that opens the door Oh, is that what it does? Yeah. Because I was sitting there waiting. It's like, okay, okay. I mean, no, he fair, puts it. it he it, puts it into the red dragon statue, and it opens the final door into the dungeon. Oh, maybe, maybe I went to the bathroom. Maybe yeah. that's when I I lost my lunch. I don't remember. Um, but it's uh, whatever. Mm. And then, of course, later on, it's used to end the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's its major point. Well, that um, that is beyond price. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then later on, or actually not much later on, after he's about to hand over the, the, the magic egg, um, Riff Raff numbers one and two have a bald off. That <laughs> yeah. will amaze you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was really hoping they would fight because I, Richard O'Brien is a lot of fun, and when he starts overacting, he's great. Yeah, well, when, he... when, when does he stop? Because <laughs> he's kind of just Richard, Richard O'Brien-ing all over the place. True, true. Yeah, then, then there's the, you know, in come the bad guys and there's a big fight and they the good guys escape except for Marina who gets captured by bald, by blue lips. Yeah, and I've all through the fight, I'm like, why isn't the mage casting a spell? Yes. Why aren't you casting a bleeping spell? Come on, a sleep spell even. That's a low level spell that would be perfect in a situation like this or confusion or... Anyway, we're Anything. Getting, into, getting into the gaming part of it, but... Uh, well, but D&D... But <sighs> So they get out, mm. they hook up with the elf lady and her yeah. now nice she, lady, nice lady who does a terrible acting scene where she's talking to the empress by magic <laughs> mirror. And it's really like, no, I can say my lines more lifelessly. No, no I, I can. can. No, I am more lifeless I... than you are. <laughs> that was, which is just painful. So they find the castle where Marina has been, is being held and, uh, Blue Lips is trying to torture her with some admittedly pretty creepy CG where the ear tentacles come out of his ears and go into hers. And Yeah, whatever. That was just like, ew. The brain devourer, whatever and, it is. Yeah, and then we come to a point, and it's a very small one, 
But it but hurts. At, it really hurts, and I'm sorry, i got to jump ahead to the gaming part of this. One of the things they have guarding the castle are two beholders. Yeah. And they treat them like, oh, these are j basically just big watchdogs. They just growl, and they don't actually and, do and anything. And move off screen. <laughs> yeah, they just leave. Uh, those are expensive. Can you, uh, could you uh, get them off screen, please? Because... Uh... I don't know how it is in 5th edition. I don't think it's that different. Beholders are some of the nastiest, most powerfully magical monsters in D&D. &D. Yep, and These... they're the last thing. You always get down to the lowest level, and it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, and usually there's just one, and that's yep. all you need, because these things are terrifying. And in this, they're just scenery. I, like loved, their little, I loved their little back lungs. <laughs> Oh. It's like, hey, look, my butt's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> that that just really pissed me off. The first, it pissed me off the first time I saw it. It pissed me off this time. It's like, yeah, you are supposed to know better. Come on, because the yeah. rest of it, it's like, okay, you've really toned down the dragons. Never mind that none of them can talk, and all of them can in D and D, yep. and that the red dragons and the gold dragons are really intelligent. Yep. Okay, you can do that. Fine. Yeah. But really, you're taking one of the most badass monsters and you're turning it into scenery. Shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney, what's his name? The director? Boo yeah. Hiss. So then we get, you know, they're going through the castle. Uh, Ridley find, finds his, his, his chickie. I'm sorry, that's what she is in this. She yeah. really does almost, she does very little. She does some stuff, but not much. Mm, he mm. finds Marina. Snails finds the map. And he ends up trying to fight the blue lips. Right. In the classic, uh, and now this I, I got to give him, in the classic thing of why thieves don't fight face-to-face -face with fighters. Well, in this particular case, it's because he sucks. Yeah, but... that's the other thing. He's like, never mind, he's a terrible thief. He seems to have no skills at all. And he just, no. gets, he just gets slapped all over the place. Yeah. Oh, and then he does. It's really sad. Oh, yeah. Then there we are supposed to be horrified when Blue Lips kills him in front of Ridley. And Ridley gives us the tr one of the, you know, Darth Vader or whoever. No! Yep. That was actually in my notes. However, uh, right before that, we get the most brilliant line in the entire film. Yeah. Uh, and that's where um, Riff Raff number two Yeah, Blue says, Lips. Just like a thief, always taking what doesn't belong to you. Well, that's just the definition of a thief, isn't it, you Nimrod? It's just like, just like saying, that's you, know, you warriors, always hitting people with weapons. <laughs> I'm so sleepy, I can't stay awake. <laughs> that that really was one of the stupidest lines in a oh. large collection of stupid lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a couple of other things before we quite get to that point. So, the, so after... Um, the mage has been stolen away. Uh, yes. One of my favorite little bits is, <laughs> is when the ranger chick leans down in the forest and she picks up a piece of dirt and it went right through in my head. It went right to <laughs> mm, mage scat, two, three days old. <laughs> I, I, you know, it was, a, I guess, a precursor to a hobbit lay here. My hands were bound. <laughs> yeah. What oh. size shoes do they wear? <laughs> what color oh, shoes, yeah. That, that was the other thing about that whole encounter you know, Ridley and Snails go in by themselves to find Marina and the map. The elf is there, the dwarf is there, and the elf's company of armed soldiers is there. And the dwarf quite reasonably says, let's go. And she says, no, they have to do this alone. 
She didn't even say, no! <laughs> it's like, what, why do they... Why? You could have helped. You could have kept some of the other armed men off them. Why do they... They never say, why? And you know why? It's because they couldn't afford to pay those extras who were her soldiers for the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean, I had a little note here that just that said... Um, we are the NPCs. It is our job to stay here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. They just the, oh, this was PCs only. But also, it's like we're given a chance. I'm sorry. The the uh, uh, Okana is given a chance to do an actual thief thing. He has got a lock he can pick, and what does he do? He pulls out the key. Ugh. No, no. Oh, it's you like, mean those uh, things? Those are actually supposed to be lock picks. Um, it's just a it's a ring of keys. Yeah, they are. They're and supposed he literally to be takes the keys. first one, sticks it in, and yeah, turns it. That is true. And also, the first cell he investigates, he finds her. Like, yeah. Well, that was easy. Well, they could only afford one. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Oh man, this was. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, we're still being intercut with what are supposed to be scenes of political intrigue, where Profeon is trying to convince the council. That the Empress should give up her staff of dragon control because she's too young and she has radical ideas about the equality of normal people and mages. It's basically trade negotiations. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Of course it's I was. Like it was either that or pod racing where yeah. you get stuck with one of those damn things. Yeah, and yep. she does eventually uh, suddenly have a saddle and she's on a dragon for reasons I don't know. Yep, um, yep. One of the things I like to comment on is that we're obviously supposed to have a love story here, but uh, it really had they, those two, Okana and uh, what's her mage, yeah. uh, they have all the chemistry of a fungal infection. They do. There's like nothing there. You just um, wait. What? Suddenly they're suddenly they're making out. Why? Yeah. And also, like when he gets to the final dungeon, because that's supposed to—he even says dungeon. Yes, uh, I, I believe. Um, there's no mimic. There's no spider. There's, oh, hang on. You will get there. I want to just. There's one other scene you're you're leaving out, and that is oh, he I'm gets injured in that encounter trying to you know saving Marina, and they take him to the King of the Elves, aka <laughs> Tom Doctor Baker, Doctor Who. Yep. <laughs> yeah, in a set that looks curiously familiar. <laughs> I don't it's know like what you're somebody, talking about. Somebody read, you know, Galad the Lord of the Rings and Galadriel's big tree house, and uh, that's Ooh, basically Galadriel get ugly. <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> oh. Doctor Who at his ten seconds of fame. Yeah, Doctor Who throws cure serious wounds on him and claims it's not. We're all magic. Oh, the magic is in all of us. Yeah, it's and like, he. Oh. He gives like a two-minute speech about the larger implications of all this. Like, oh no, if dragons kill each other, magic will be disrupted in the world of land, apparently. <laughs> yeah, except but if you if you listen to his speech, well, you know, mm -hmm. uh, if you had nothing better to do and it somehow lessened some sort of pain, mm -hmm. if you're listening to his speech, um, you got the impression that it's like, um, please don't do this because everybody but humans will suffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just healed you. Don't forget, I healed you. And yeah. it wasn't magic because I am magic. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, anyway, so yeah. Yeah, so then comes the big final quest, which Ridley must do alone. And he comes Cause to... Because, hmm? <laughs> again, the NPCs have to stay outside. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And this is the final dungeon with the big yeah. treasure. And you know what it is? He goes in a cave, falls down a tunnel... Comes to a red dragon statue that's missing an eye. Goes, I bet Ooh. this eye I have here called the Eye of the Dragon. Uh. Opens the door, goes in, chats with what I guess would be a lich. 
It's a really wimpy one, though. Yeah, and it's just like, says, "Don't you take this? No, don't, no, no, don't you take this?" And he takes okay. it. Hey, you took it. Quit it. <laughs> I'm gonna fall asleep now because it's like literally they cut the string to the head. It yeah. doesn't like disintegrate. Its head just goes floop. That's and falls it. That's over. all he has to do. Also, why is he not stuffing gold coins in his pants the whole time? Well, he starts to, and then he's go. It's like, oh, you know, snails would be disappointed. He puts them back. It's like, um, dude, no one is going to think less of you if, while you're here, you grab a whole bunch of solid gold goodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody. That's what you're supposed to do. That's in your friggin' job title. You don't have a heart of gold. You need to have pockets of gold. Uh, and then we have the big final scene with CGI dragons fighting each other. But but first we have some terrible wall art. Oh yes. That he stands there looking at, which somehow tells him something. Yes. Did you get any any message from that wall art? Uh, dragons fly. <laughs> I the only message I got is we need to hire better artists. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I, I then they do the whole thing of you know, blue lips shows up and says, "Hi, I've caught your friends. Give me the magic rod. You promise you'll let them go? Wow. Yes, you're that stupid." <laughs> and of course, I'm not now. Kill them, and then the NPCs beat the <laughs> his, excuse me, beat the crap out of his people. <laughs> uh, he opens. Now that's not a dimension door because that thing spans miles. That's something I else. Know. That there's another spell I forget what it's it is. Not, it's not teleport. No, because they can jump through it. But there's some yeah. like amped up version of dim door. And they end up back there, and then you know Jeremy Irons. That's where he's just like okay. I'm throwing it all into the wind. Is that sequence where he's holding the magic st- magic rod, <laughs> <laughs> and he just does that, my destiny. <laughs> like wow, it, yeah, it's right. I, it is up there with unlimited power. <laughs> I honestly wondered. It's like, hey, if I do this real fast, can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> he does really rush through it. So there's a big scene of badly animated dragons fighting other badly animated dragons. We don't care. With people do cell punch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ridley has a boss battle with both blue lips. Uh, who Now that is the one thing. Because the way, first off, the whole fight is stupid because he's fighting him head on and he should have been beaten. He should have been a smear on the wall. Yeah. But when he does kill him, he kills him the way a thief would with a backstab. Right. And then he Not act- even with his magic sword that will protect him. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he actually fights Profion and somehow is not a small pile of ash on the floor. I yeah. remember thinking, Profion, why aren't you just throwing a lightning bolt or, or something? You're a mage. We've seen you blow people away with these. Did you use up all your spells for the day? Were you watching this screaming at the, the movie like I was going, Profion, just kill him, yes. kill him, kill him, kill him. It's like, I, you know, I kind of want him to win. He's at least more fun. But he yeah. doesn't, and he smashes the, the thing that controls the red dragons. And It's not hake the brawl in the handle of her brain. It's break the ball in the handle of her cane. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The lich, it's a big riddle. The lich is, there's only one way to break the spell. What is it? I'm not going to tell you. That's, you know that big glowing ball that looks like it's made of glass, that looks like it's that the says, most fragile part of the thing? That says break me on it? Yeah. Oh, and there's even a whole little, oh, I will not become you. Because yeah. It's like, ah, I can destroy, I can control dragons. Like, yeah, this looks like a really bad idea, break. Yeah, I'm also wondering why at that point all the dragons weren't like, 
Um, let's kill all of them. Yeah, look at this. We're in. A, look at this. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet of humans. Let's go. And hey, this one yelled a lot, but he was pretty tasty. Yeah. Hey, guys, guess what? Oh, wow. and then that we get the final scene. Oh, the final scene. Which the, we have the Empress voiceover, which doesn't match what's going on, because she's talking uh, about, you know, now everyone is equal, hooray, and we're all going to be free. And this is all while they're standing in front of Snails' grave. Yeah, and you know it's his grave, because in a obvious real-life historic graveyard, there's a pile of rocks, one of which has snails written on yes, it. Yes, and then he puts the Ridley puts the ruby down, he gives what is supposed to be a touching I'll miss you speech, and... We don't care because we don't care no. about either of them. No. And then the jewel glows and hit Snails' name falls off the rock and the wind blows. And this is the part that just gets me. The elf holds up a finger and goes, do not question your gift. Your friend awaits you. Yeah. Like, so don't question because you don't know because you got no answers, right? <laughs> You're just you pulling this. Know. You are just pulling this out of your elf ass. <laughs> and then they all disappear. They vanish in a puff of logic and <laughs> in a painfully obvious sequel bang, which praise Jeebus only happened, I guess, as a made for TV or something. And as the cameras were quickly running out of film, yeah. our heroes were whisked <laughs> away into. Now, here's the thing <sighs> we know for a fact, mm -hmm. know that Snails is dead. So was this gift that they get to go join him in the afterlife? Because <laughs> that's oh, what I thought happened. Let's hope so. That is that would be a fine ending to me that they all died as well and went on to Valhalla or someplace. Yeah, uh, have some more blue potato chips. Um, yeah. So I, I haven't watched the sequel, so I have this bad feeling, um, and I didn't look to because I didn't want to know. Yeah. Um, I'm betting most of these actors do not appear in it, but I have this bad feeling that at least some of the characters show up in the sequel, and that's you know, mm. yeah. Maybe they got Tito for that one. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's a bad movie. It is a terrible um, movie, but it is it is one of those so bad it's entertaining movies. It really is. It's just, you're just, I was laughing my ass off and I was, I watched, I, well, I wouldn't uh, put this film on anybody else, but I was watching it alone as I usually do and just laughing. The only, um, the only problem with it being fun is the pacing is bad too. It's parts well, of it are really slow. But it, it could have been worse. It could have been longer. It it's could. That is true. An hour and three quarters. So I'll, uh, three cheers and a tiger for yeah. an hour and three quarters. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let, let's get to the game part. Let's get to the game part. The Roundup. So, mm. um, Max. Yes? Now, I want you to be objective. I know the <laughs> film sucked. It like, is hard um, to separate. I was able to pull old skin cells out of my <laughs> rug with the sucking of this film. <laughs> yeah, this this, <laughs> um, this thing had its own Schwarzschild limit. That's how much it sucked. It was actually a quantum black hole of badness. The Event Horizon runs from here to Newark. Yeah. Um which, literally, cosmically speaking, is not very big. Yes. But do you think this film, in any way, as bad as it was, gives people the feeling of what it's like to be in a D&D game? It gives them the worst parts of it. But yeah, there's a certain amount where it does actually... It follows some of the story. There's there's looting. I mean, right. and hell, there are dungeons and dragons. <laughs> Not together. <laughs> it does it terribly. It gets everything out of whack. It, it it misrepresents a tremendous amount of the way the classes work, the way the monsters work. 
But yeah, it's the function of a story. Here's a quest. Here are some companions. You see, I, 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 it hurts me to say this because I would never want anyone to listen to this and say, oh, I'll watch that movie and maybe it'll inspire me to play the game. <laughs> no, it won't. No, it won't. It might inspire you to some home surgery. Unless, but... <laughs> you know, Jeremy Irons offers to be an NPC in it, in which case I would play the hell out of that. Yeah. But no, it is. it does. It just does it badly. Yes. Ugh. And you know, did you notice what the thing that is completely missing from this as a D&D movie? <laughs> Talent. <laughs> the, the second thing that's missing? Uh, art? Okay, no, what is okay the 35th thing is missing. <laughs> where are the clerics? Why is, yeah, where well... are the healing potions? Why is it such a big deal that Doctor Who... Because when he when he heals, <laughs> at least he plays a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> when he heals Ridley, even the mage is like, "Wow, how did you do that? That's amazing." D and D is all about healing potions and ways of you know. You have to have the damage healed, otherwise every adventure would end in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to the hospital. Yep. Well, my wound is separating, and uh, I've got an infection, so I'll be in the house of healing for six to eight months. <laughs> Quick, the leeches. <laughs> Yes. Well, you'll yeah. feel a lot better after a good bleeding. Yeah. You have to I have already the... had one. <laughs> hey, who's the barber here? Yeah. Um. I, I. The only guess I can I can make about that because I don't know mm. is that they were worried about offending real religions with yes. their you know fake ones and and that you know of course D and D has suffered from this whole demon worship thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Spoiler: It isn't. Mm. Um. But that's my guess. Well, and to be fair, the other reason you have clerics and such is for playability. Because right. it does take away a certain sense of urgency if every wound, in fact, even if death, can be reversed. Right. That takes away... Which, it can in the game! Yeah, it can. That's I was like, oh, so apparently they don't know about Ray's dead. I mean... They, they they just saved the world. Surely the empress is probably grateful. Couldn't she just you know pay give him a little gold to take to a temple and have snails brought back? He's been dead for like a day. I mean, she's got a magic wand. Uh, like a ninth level cleric was, or a tenth level cleric is all you'd need. Yeah, um, I think it's a ninth level. No, no, that's no uh, reincarnate. Re reincarnate. Excuse me. Reincarnate yeah. is a druid spell, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, it's where resuscitation. I thought the the cleric spells only go up to no, seventh level. Yeah. Oh, you may be right. Raise dead. I think you're, is correct. The right spell. The one you didn't want was reincarnate because it's like okay, roll to see what you come back as. Oh, you come back as a wiener dog. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> technically uh. possible. Um. I'm going to go off to say that I'm in the same boat you are. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are parts of this that do give you the idea of being in a game. Sadly, though, what starts off as an adventuring party ends up or devolves mm -hmm. into a hero's tale. And we have to focus on Okana. I'm sorry, Ridley. Ridley, mm -hmm. Ridley. Um, Ridley the savior. Yeah, and he's a thief. Yes. Why is it in these films the thieves never get to be thieves? They always have to be good guys. It's like, let them be the little leches they are. That's part of the fun. Because yeah. every gaming group I've been in has had one one player that likes to play that character because it's something they would never do in real life. That's part of the point of role play. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those characters are either really good at getting things that the party needs and can't get in any other way, or more fun they're really good at getting the party into trouble yep i mean and nowadays oh, they don't oh, even call them thieves oh no what do they call a oh, rogue yep 
which yeah okay um but it's like you know let the character be the character well there isn't any character but let the thief be the thief yeah. let him do his thief thing and that's fine yeah um sadly it does end up being it, it this is a dungeon that you start at level one and by the time you're done apparently you're level 12 yeah because yeah it's really way too high yeah they should have like you could have totally done something with the thief king like there could have been something that you know these two you know wet behind the ears thieves they get into trouble somehow and the thing that gets out of the trouble is owned by the thief king they could have kept it in town and made it a really cool adventure and it would have felt like D, and it might have been fun yeah but no but they always have to involve these giant political machinations it's and... it's all got to be save the world yeah, you know, and it doesn't. That's something you should work up to. Yeah, that's what the high-level characters do. Low-level, it's like, save the town. Yeah, save, save the f- my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, adventurers. Hello, nurse. <laughs> you know, um, save, you know, help the farmer save his cow. Something like that. It doesn't have... <laughs> yeah. You don't immediately have to go fight Jeremy Irons. And hey, it's cheaper. It is much cheaper. So, yeah, they're they're... It has the most trappings of actual D&D because yeah. it's actually D&D. But that being said, like, I will agree with Max, this is probably not going to make you want to go play D&D. No. It's kind of like if they took a an actual, uh, what's the word I want where you, uh, you, you write down, transcribed uh, junior high school adventure. Maybe. <laughs> and made it into a movie because um, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. To me, Conan is still uh, much better than this as a gaming movie. Yeah, so far this yeah. for our Conan is our best our best like D and D movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to win. No, no. Um, and in fact, speaking of uh, stuff we have yet to do, Max, what are we going to do next week? Next week we'll be dealing with another fantasy from days gone by. I think it's the nineties. Oh, good, we're moving. Or, on. or was it the eighties? Well, this one was, was two thousand. But yeah, uh, well, no, no. But I mean, we're moving up in quality. Oh, we're we're, we're I... going to something. Yes, I suppose we, we, are, we, we are. We are going into something better, aren't we, Max? Well, we are going to something. Max, we are because there's Max? there's very. It would take a lot of work to find something significantly worse. No, no, no. Wait, you're going to promise me a film that's got some big name stars in it, right? Yes, we have a movie here with Liam Neeson uh, and Robbie Coltrane. Oh, wow, yes. really? Wow, so so Hagrid and um, uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Yep, awesome. Yes, so a fantasy film with those two guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, there's a, a giant monster, and there's a cyclops, and a, a wizard. All right, now this sounds more like yeah. it. Cool. What's the movie? It's called Krull. Oh. Yeah. Um, Taste the I... pain. <laughs> well, I suppose I did do Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, you made me watch that. Um, We're going to watch this. Because remember, Dungeons & Dragons wasn't so much scripted as it was excreted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, so um, wow, mm. I have to prepare for um, I have to prepare for crawl. Yes, you do. Um, does that mean I can watch the Rift Tracks version? I think that's only fair. I did that for Aragon. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I watched it. <laughs> now, to be fair, all, right, I, I, all acting aside, such as it is, um, this is a spoiler. I like crawl. I liked it when it came out. I've seen it many times. I am not going to say whether it is a good movie or not, because <laughs> I'm betting that few of the people who are listening to it, which is admittedly few enough, have actually seen Krull. I won't say if it's good or bad, but it does have Liam Neeson and Robbie Coltrane in it. Technically. Um, no, no, they're in it. They, they're, they're, they have lines. They are, <laughs> they're featured in the film. They are not the stars. No, but it does star yeah. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
There, yeah, it does star some people. Uh, and it has it has a lady in it. Yeah, yeah, and, and a guy and a couple so, of other guys. Yeah. So, dear listeners, <laughs> listener, your homework, should you choose to accept it, is to watch Crawl. Yes, indeed. That's Crawl, K R U L L, Crawl. <laughs> um, and you will you will enjoy the film because we told you to. Yeah. He he meantime, told you to. <laughs> in the meantime, Max and I will be sobbing in the corner <laughs> from having watched Dungeons and Dragons. Oh uh, yeah, I've um, just been whimpering Jeremy Irons, why, why, why? Hey, I could have made you watch the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Or Hawk the Slayer. Remember, it's on the list. Hawk the Slayer. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just remember, I've got the uh, Archer uh, on mine. So I will see her Archer, and I will raise you Sword and the Sorcerer. Oh God. Yeah. Now what do you got to say? Huh? 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 Good night, everybody. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. Want to contact us? You can find our episodes online at maxmikemovies.com or follow our Twitter feed at MaxMikeMovies.